electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed... They're not breathing. They're ice cold. When a prominent family in a small Oklahoma town is found murdered, their son is the only suspect. There are four members of a family. Uh, three of them are dead. Trust fund kid Alan Ruby starts his white-collar crimes early. Those watches and that trip, he stole it. Just no other way around it. But when the money runs out, is he willing to go even further to satisfy his hunger for cash? You've got one chance to explain to me how this happened. In southern Oklahoma, past the cattle fields and oil rigs, is the small town of Duncan. Population, 23,000. Duncan is the kind of tight-knit place many people grow up in and never leave. In October 2014, friends are concerned when the Ruby family, owners of a local newspaper, haven't been seen all weekend. The Ruby's daughter, 17-year-old Catherine, misses school on a Friday and then again the following Monday. She was in my anatomy class and my history class, and, like, she hadn't been there the past, like, two days. And, like, I never, like, thought that she wouldn't be there because of that. 911. Shortly before 9 a.m. on October 13th, a frantic housekeeper calls 911. Mr. and Mrs. Ruby and Captain Ruby laying on the floor. I think they're dead. Lieutenant John Byers is blocks away from the station when he hears a code three, ordering all investigators to the address on Bentry. By the time I got probably to right here, most of the vehicles were already stopped in front of the house. My first thing I noticed was camera. On the corner of the house here. And there was just enough of a draft from that back door that I got an odor. It's an odor you don't forget. Just inside the doorway, Byers finds the victims John Ruby, his wife Joy, whom everyone calls Tinker, and their daughter Catherine, all brutally murdered, all shot at close range. The only thing missing from the house is the surveillance equipment which would have captured the killer entering. I knew John, I knew the daughter, and I knew Tinker. Um, I'd been around them. I'd seen them all over town, talked to them, um, had coffee with them. As Byers takes in this horrifying scene, there is one question at the front of his mind. Now, there's a family of four. We have three bodies. Where's number four? Long before the Ruby family ends up on the front page for the worst possible reason, newspapers are their livelihood. The couple owns a weekly newspaper just up the road in Marlow. 
Almost every day, Tinker is in and out of the Stevens County Courthouse reporting on crime stories. Tinker was very much a character. Um, she would catch me at the courthouse a lot of times, and she would say, what's going on? Do you have any stories coming up? Tinker is a booster club mom, known around Duncan as the casserole queen. John's an Eagle Scout and avid photographer. You know, they, they were kind of your all-American family. Everybody knew them, and, and everybody loved them. In 1995, the Ruby's first child is born. They name him Alan, after his grandfather, Al Ruby Sr., publisher of the Duncan Banner. Alan's younger sister, Catherine, is born two years later. When the family sells the banner, the Rubies establish a trust worth more than $1 million. They, they had a nice house, nice vehicles. Um, they, were, they were well off. There's plenty of money for John and Tinker to afford college tuition for their kids and live a very comfortable lifestyle. And by the time Alan reaches high school, his taste in designer clothing is conspicuously out of step with Duncan, Oklahoma values. Stevens County District Attorney Jason Hicks. He, he enjoyed the finer things of life. We're talking Coach, Versace, Gucci. He had 20, 25 pairs of shoes, the high-end, high-quality uh, shoes, and, and he had the clothing to go along with it as well. You know, I didn't see anything on the low end. Even his wallet was a Gucci wallet. He had an affection for material items. He wore that stuff to school. He drove a nice car, and he made sure everyone knew that. Delaney Cerny attends the same high school as Alan and his sister, Catherine. She and Catherine are close friends and volleyball teammates. She sees a striking difference between the siblings. He was posting that stuff on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and she was posting about her friends on social media. Like, that's just the two different people that they were. Catherine's the star athlete in the Ruby family. She makes the varsity volleyball team in her freshman year. Delaney remembers Catherine's devotion to Alan. She loved her brother. She would always talk about, like, if they, like, went to lunch or something or... Like, she just loved him. If it, she would come like, oh, Alan's coming to my game today. Like, I love my brother. John and Tinker are caring parents, always at their children's athletic events. John, he was our photographer. He took all of our pictures for our team. And, you know, he was always at the game with camera in tow. And Tinker was always, always sitting right behind our bench. Most of the time, she would be the only one I'd hear over my shoulder, you know, screaming in the stands. Sandy Mitchell is Delaney's mom. She coaches both girls in volleyball. People in town thought they started seeing some tension in the family or that something was going on with Alan. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Save big money in your next project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. 
Some pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half-horsepower cast-iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. Hurry into Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. As time goes on, Alan's life starts to revolve more and more around his new passion, money. Phil Barnes is Ruby's high school team tennis coach. Tennis racks are not cheap. I mean, they're around $200. And the newest racket that came out, he would, he'd have it for long. He's always talking about Gucci bags and this and that. He got them. I never saw them, uh, but he said that he bought a bunch of bags and he said he spent a lot of money on them. I didn't believe him. I thought, yeah, right. But it's not just talk. Alan's spending is out of control. His parents know it, and it's causing tension. In November of 2012, Alan posts, All I want for Christmas is a less psychotic family. Hashtag getting ridiculous. 90% of the kids that come through here, they get mad at their parents, but there's nothing unusual. Just, he was mad because his parents come down on him about something. But is it teenage angst or something more sinister? Four days before Christmas in 2012, police are called to the Ruby home. According to the DA, Allen tries to choke his mother during a confrontation over his spending. Tinker eventually made her way back to our office and just said she didn't want anything done, uh, that, it was not, that it was not an issue and it wasn't an issue that needed to be dealt with through uh, our office or through any other legal means. Ironically, the crime journalist always on the hunt for the latest scoop will bury a story involving her own son. And this violent attack will remain a small-town family secret. Throughout his junior year, Alan posts about money again and again. He's got a Hollywood wardrobe, a lust for travel, and investigators say he likes to gamble. Since he can't touch his trust until he's 21 and has never held a job, the question is, where is Alan getting all this money? Uh, if John or Tinker, if his mom or dad wouldn't give it to him, he would go to his grandmother uh, and would do purr. She had dementia, and he could talk her into uh, giving him anything he wanted. Ruby drives his grandmother to banks and ATMs, where she withdraws money, and Ruby pockets her cash. He uses her credit card to buy designer clothes, sunglasses, wallets, and watches. We weren't going to have a cooperating uh, victim in the case, and his grandmother, with having dementia, was not going to be able to describe or explain to us what was going on because I don't think she ever understood what Alan was doing was wrong. When Ruby's parents discover what he's doing to his grandmother, they try to keep this dirty secret from their small-town community as well. We weren't necessarily aware of anything, and I think what his dad wanted was to avoid uh, ruining Alan's future. Instead, they haul him to the courthouse for a scared straight meeting with the local sheriff and DA. We were very explicit with some of the things that we told him uh, about the direction that his life was taking. If he continued on that path, uh, you know, white collar uh, type crime, uh, that he was gonna have some real problems later on in life that would eventually lead him to prison. There's little evidence Ruby takes the message to heart. 
Shopping isn't an addiction, he tweets. It is pleasure. But the Rubies aren't ready to cut their son off completely. In the summer before his senior year, they give Alan airline miles so he can backpack through Europe. He uh, didn't spend much time in tennis court that summer, and it, and it showed up his senior year, so he didn't make the team. He was too busy traveling, and I didn't know, I, I had no idea how he paid for it. He pays for it with his unwitting benefactor, his grandmother, who, according to the DA, suffers from dementia. Ruby forges his grandmother's name on a credit card application and charges his way through London, Paris, and Rome. If you're going to victimize your own family, how far are you going to take it? Just as he's starting his senior year in high school, Alan Ruby's parents discovered he's forged his grandmother's name on a credit card application, and they turn him in. He's arrested on charges of credit card fraud, a felony. He has spent the last six weeks in Rome, London, and Paris racking up thousands of dollars in charges on a credit card he opened in his grandmother's name. Richard Miranda right quick. Investigators ask 18-year-old Ruby how he could possibly afford his European escapades. He's ready with an excuse. She authorized one of the charges and then I abused it and used the, uh, did the other ones. Okay. And meant to pay it off myself before, uh... Before you got caught? Yeah. Allen pleads guilty and is put on probation. According to prosecutor Jason Hicks, Allen's forgery is the last straw for his parents. And I believe firmly that uh, uh, he was cut off and his mom or his dad told him that no more, you're not gonna live this lifestyle anymore. Though his conspicuous consumption shows no sign of slowing down, Allen eventually graduates from high school. And in the fall of 2014, he heads off to the University of Oklahoma. In the days leading up to the Ruby family murders, chilling security video reveals some of the Ruby family's last moments. John notices a handgun missing out of his truck. He phones police. And on Thursday, an officer shows up to get the information. John had a gun, 9mm stolen out of his pickup. He didn't know for sure if it was while it was parked at home or while it was at the Marlboro View in Marlboro, Oklahoma, but it was gone. He hints to the officer that his son, Alan, may have played a role in its disappearance. While his father is telling police about his stolen handgun, Alan is apparently at college. The night before, he's posting pictures of his school stadium to Instagram. That Thursday night, October 9th, 2014, Allen travels to Dallas for the Red River Showdown, OU versus Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Allen checks into, where else? The Ritz-Carlton. We stayed over, talked, just kind of hung out. There was nothing that I could detect that was wrong with him. And everybody else who's seen him and talked to him said there was nothing wrong. He checks out Sunday, October 12th, then drives back to college. Uh, they're not breathing. There's three subjects. It's still their ice cold. The bodies of John, Tinker, and Catherine are discovered the following morning on October 13th. Byers and his team of investigators are at the house for three hours when Alan nonchalantly shows up. You would expect someone to be hysterical 
crying, screaming, wanting to get to see their family. Why are you here? Why is my house, you know, blocked off? The red flags were already up with me, especially when he didn't cross the yellow tape at the crime scene. He doesn't ask a single question about the whereabouts of his parents and sister. In fact, he seems quite distracted. Okay, I'll turn it on. Yes. Police take him to headquarters to deliver the news. There's three people there in that house that are deceased. Your mom, your sister, and your dad. From day one, Alan Ruby is the only suspect in the murder of his family. Interrogators need to break him, and it's clear that to do that will take time. And I don't believe that he was crying because he lost his family. I believe he was crying because he knew uh, that, that he was caught. Police are patient, drawing him out slowly. Would you want anybody to do something like this to your folks? They question him about his dad's stolen handgun. Do you know what kind of gun was stolen? Uh-uh. I don't do guns. While he's under interrogation, police obtain a warrant and search his dorm room and Jeep. They find a Ritz-Carlton bathrobe, stolen checks, and a $6,000 watch, but no handgun. Are you a cold-blooded killer? No. Convince me. Help me help you. Convince me that you're not. Because I love my family. They would, they've done so much in my life to help me. I didn't do it. You're not convincing me that you didn't do it. I need you to convince me that you didn't do it. Ruby tells the investigator that he's worked everything out with his family. How do you talk through $80,000? That was a few years ago. Okay, what about the stuff recently? That's coming out of the trust fund. But you're used to having plenty of money given to you by your parents, is that correct? Yes. Pretty much anything that you wanted, you got. Yes. Why are they not letting you have as much as you used to have? Because I spend too much and... Uh, They want me to be independent. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely positively FedEx. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Ruby refuses to give in. Police keep him overnight for violating probation on his credit card fraud case by crossing state lines into Texas. Meanwhile, throughout Duncan, Ruby's friends and neighbors are just learning the truth. John, Tinker, and Catherine are dead from gunshot wounds. I'm, we see the news and I was like, oh my gosh, like I should have done something. The whole school, like it was just weird. Like the halls were quiet, the rooms were quiet. Everyone was affected by it. 
I, all I just kept hearing was stuff about Catherine, Tinker, and John. And I just thought to myself, where is Alan in this picture? Proclaiming his innocence, Ruby agrees to a polygraph test. As he awaits the results, he banters with officers who are trying to get a read on him. Um, but how long have you been going to OU? Uh, since August. August? What major? Uh, political science. You got a minor yet or? No. No minor? Um, I asked him about one of the bars he went to and the, the, the cigar bar, um, but making small talk. Um, it's called building rapport. When the results come in, it's time for the other half of good cop, bad cop. One of the things I want you to remember is you remember the Miranda that we just did. You still know your rights. You realize that you don't have the, you have the right to stop talking to me at any time, okay? You failed the test. It's a deal me and you had. This is a bond between me and you. I told you the only way you was gonna pass this test is to be 100% honest with me. And it is obvious, okay? It is obvious as that shirt is orange. I'm giving you one opportunity, Alan, right now, one opportunity. I'm not gonna give you any more. You killed them. You killed them with their own gun that you stole out of your dad's pickup. It's day two of his interrogation when Alan Ruby starts to offer up explanations for the murder of his family. He tells police he owes money to a loan shark who, Ruby claims, is out to exact revenge. There ain't a loan shark in this world that will come after your family and then not take any money when he does it. Police aren't buying it. The evidence against him is overwhelming. You've got one chance to explain to me how this happened, what pushed you to that limit. With his excuses finally exhausted, he utters three critical words police have been waiting for. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me how it went down. Who'd you shoot first? My mom. Well, my sister was home. She was outside washing her car. My dad was at work still. And she walked in, and as soon as she went in the kitchen, I shot her. How much longer before dad came home? An hour or so. An hour you had to sit in there with your dead mom and your dead sister? Or so. Where did you shoot dad? In the head. Alan admits that in the days leading up to the murders, he drove to Duncan to steal his father's gun and his mother's credit card. He admits he posted a potential alibi with his picture from his dorm room. On Thursday, October 9th, he once again drives 45 minutes from OU to Duncan and murders John, Tinker, and Catherine with his father's gun. I think what Alan was hoping to inherit would have been uh, the, the, the family home, um, the, the family vehicles, the, uh, all the items inside the house. I believe he also thought he was going to get life insurance from his mom, his dad, uh, and his sister. Immediately following the murders, he drives to Dallas to party at the Ritz with friends. As he comes into the lobby of the Ritz-Carlton and checks in, it's, it's as if nothing, nothing ever happened. He goes down there with his mom's credit card and charges the entire weekend uh, to his mom, uh, dead mom who uh, he had just killed. Officers eventually find the murder weapon and the home surveillance equipment in a storage locker belonging to his grandmother. 
For the community, it's a one-two punch. First, the horrific murders, and now, Ruby's quick confession. It just, it's shocking. I mean, I don't understand it. Uh, it was one of the biggest shocks of my life, because, you know, I don't, you don't expect uh, somebody you coach and have a good relationship with for that to happen. So I, I was shocked. The small town is devastated. More than a 1,000 people attend the memorial for John, Tinker, and Catherine. Coach Sandy Mitchell reads a eulogy for her star volleyball player, number three on her team, who she remembers as an outgoing, fun-loving girl. And she made people happy. She wanted to make people happy. She wanted to make people laugh. I know Catherine loved her brother. So I think that's why it's hard to understand how he could do this. So the only thing I can keep telling myself is that the love of money was more important than, to him than his family. In my anatomy and history class, we kept that seat, like the seat behind me in anatomy was empty the rest of the year. And the seat in front of me in history, we just kept empty for the rest of the year. Months after their burial, Hicks announces he'll pursue the death penalty. I'll be clear today, I wanted the death penalty, and I still want the death penalty. This is somebody who had uh, basically the world in his hand, and he could go do anything he wanted to do and be anything he wanted to be. And for no other reason than money, he snatches all their lives away. Veteran reporter Nolan Clay wants to shed light on this terrible tragedy. He writes Ruby a letter. Surprisingly, Alan writes back. I 100% welcome the death penalty. What occurred is so horrible, it is deserved. It is so unspeakable. This has been by far the hardest thing I have ever done. But it was like he had realized after he'd done what he had done that how horrible it was. Shortly before trial, Ruby's relatives want the death penalty taken off the table. According to Jason Hicks, the family feels a long trial would be too traumatic. It was, it was a tough decision. It wasn't a decision that any of us wanted to make, but it was the right decision. Allen arrives in the courtroom in shackles. He enters a guilty plea and has served three consecutive life sentences without parole. Here was his chance to say, I'm sorry, or forgive me. It's a lot of murderers will do. He didn't. I didn't see true regret, true remorse or anything when he met with the family one last time. And that's, that's something that will stick with you forever. Leaving the courtroom, Tinker's father tells Alan, may God have mercy on your soul. Coach Barnes wonders what, if anything, he could have said to help Alan turn his life around. And I kept thinking, how could you do this? You know, I mean, um, I sad for him and the family, you know, because, you know, sometimes people forget it wasn't just three lives that were lost. You know, Alan lost his life, too. I mean, basically. Sandy Mitchell relies on her faith and refuses to hate the young man who put money over family. I felt disbelief that another person could do this, but I've never hated him. And there's a time in my life that I want to meet with him face to face 
And I want to tell him that I forgive him for taking Catherine from me. She may forgive him, but she never forgets. So I have a heart, a tattoo heart with the number three in the middle of it. She and her daughter gather mementos for permanent display in the hallway of Duncan High. She definitely had the impact on everyone that she encountered, for sure. She just had that, like, no one will forget her, for sure. And I think people are going to think about it and hurt from it for a long time. Under terms of his plea deal, Ruby is not allowed to talk to the media. His lawyer refuses requests for an interview. Uh, you know, for those of us that knew John, that knew Tinker, that knew Catherine, uh, that knew Alan, uh, that, that scar is always going to be there. And, uh, you know, the, those wounds eventually heal, but, but the scar remains, and I think it's always going to be there. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.